0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March has arrived and we're only weeks away from the big tournament. Yes, that tournament. Make sure to head to Bet Online and open an account today to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest starting March 15th. That's right. I said $100,000 and March 15. You don't need to be hardcore to get in on the action. And with multiple entries available, it's the season's best chance to cash in. And remember, the NBA and XFL are still going strong. So whatever your passion is, BetOnline is a place to be for all your betting needs. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner, BetOnline, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Save up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code, BlueWire. That's all one word your 50% sign-up bonus. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Blue wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast
1: of RaidersBeat.com.
0: When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, you just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Sure. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go. Raiders I three. One, two, three. Right. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Feels good to sit down and talk to you guys after pretty much our first event. Of the off season uh, since the Super Bowl not much has gone on there's just been a bunch of rumors going around um, and I've been having a lot of fun myself this off season I will say uh, man getting into YouTube working with video editing, uh, doing different stuff like that working on my little studio here corner in the garage which I plan on upgrading a little bit more in the future uh, but it's been fun to you know refresh myself and get back on the podcast because I love my little podcast setup up here to be able to sit down and talk some Raiders football uh, with all you guys with all the listeners. Um, But here we are after the NFL Combine now wrapping up this weekend. I have a special guest coming on soon, our good friend Eddie Borselli. And honestly, now that we're getting into the swing of things, I'm really expecting another impact offseason from Mayock and Gruden, right? You know, making another handful of impact free agent acquisitions and having another great draft class, in my opinion. I think, you know, we have the tools to do it again. And I always talk about, you know, how excited I am for our 2019 draft class. I expect that big jump. You know, there's no sophomore slumps around here. We're making big jumps here through our players. And looking at what they dealt with last offseason, you know, going through the NFL Combine right now, they're preparing for the draft. Our rookies in 2019, they didn't even know who they were going to be playing for at this time last offseason. So now they get this entire time to prepare to play for a team, you know, that they've already planted their seed in. They understand the scheme, the coaching staff, the front office, everything has changed. If anything, we're upgrading because of the circumstances going to a new stadium in a new city. Fresh new start again um you know honestly it's just a better opportunity to make a huge leap but with that said i think you can also say the same now for mike mayock as excited as we are for mike mayock at this point last year he's still trying to you know get a feel for the team a team that he's not even really a like they're not even really allowed to hardly meet with players right they're not at the facilities they're not seeing these guys work together mayock came in last year and was pretty much only able to understand the team from what John Gruden told him and what he sees on paper. So now he knows this roster like the back of his hand. All the players talked about it last year, how involved he was in all the team meetings, uh, in any player meetings. He was really involved with the players. So that's exciting. So, I mean, really, he knows every detail of the draft that he's preparing for. He knows the free agent hits and misses. He, He made it pretty clear in an interview uh during the combine that you know they could have did better at wide receiver they could have did better at linebacker and i think he understands those mistakes he understands now the protocol at the nfl draft he knows what to expect making trades everything i mean he made a handful of trades last year uh, of course nothing early i think they wanted to early but uh he knows all those details now we have a very uh very more upgraded mike mayock this off season than what we did last year honestly for the impact that he made in such a short amount of time, not knowing much about the football team in his first year taking over the football team. Uh, we're looking at, guys, I'm telling I'll, I'll, I'm calling it now, 2020 Executive of the Year. It's going to be Mike Mayock. So, like I said, though, we got a lot of things to talk about here before we get our guest Eddie Borsili on. Actually, no, not a lot of things, just a few things. Let's go ahead and l- let's jump into it. First thing that's pretty exciting is the Raiders are trying to hold mini cap. In Vegas. This would be about mid June. And Mayo kind of has the idea that, you know, we don't want the ooze and ahs going on right before the season starts. They want to get these guys in as early as possible, mid June. And it's cool because I think Gruden wants to open it up to the public if he can, something that we haven't done uh, in the Oakland area. And shoot, I don't know if we've ever or if it has been. It's been a long time, longer than I can remember. Uh, and that would be awesome, especially for the new fan base to get out there and watch this team play. Training camp's always fun, mini camp's going to be great. Uh, Get those guys out there Uh, mid-June in Vegas. Be on the lookout for it, any of you Las Vegans. But while we're talking about Mike Mauck speaking at the Combine, uh, he took a lot of answers, or, or, you know, took a lot of questions, I guess, gave a lot of answers to the Derek Carr rumors. He showed a lot of love to Max Crosby uh, and a lot of love to his rookie class. And like I said earlier, you know, he kind of made it clear that we had wide receiver and linebacker priorities this offseason, and that makes me excited. Obviously, that's probably who they paid a lot of attention to at the combine. I'm sure that's who we're going to be paying a lot of attention to, at least linebacker wise. I'm sure in free agency because there's a lot available. There's a lot of just defense available. Period. Which I plan on getting into free agency big time in my next episode. So if you guys are waiting for that next episode, promise. And the last thing I want to talk about real quick before we get our guest Eddie in here is Henry Ruggs, man coming out right uh, in the combine. You know, I'm going to talk a little bit more. About some combine prospects right now with Eddie because he was there in Indianapolis. uh, But my guy running a 427 40 yard dash was obviously huge. I gave some of my own takes and some of my guys that I felt were going to be huge impacts uh, to the draft or have an ability to raise their ceiling at the combine. I went in depth a little bit more on my YouTube channel. If you guys haven't subscribed, make sure you get to that because I'm pumping out some videos, a lot of videos. Um, They're going to correspond with my podcast but it's all separate content you're not going to hear things being repeated i mean maybe a little bit here and there but hardly ever it's all fresh new content podcast doesn't just get played on youtube and then put into a podcast this is all something separate i'm trying to pump out as much as i possibly can so just get on youtube search raider cody you'll see my profile subscribe hit the notifications i'll be going live this saturday at 8 30 so if you want to get down in a live chat um, and talk with me ask some questions see what's going on uh, this Saturday, eight thirty PM Pacific. Um, and yeah, like I said, you know, backtrack a few videos. I've covered a lot of stuff in there. So, this is what I wanted to get to. Buzz through some quick announcements. Get through the main stuff. I ain't messing around anymore, guys. I'm gonna get on this podcast. I'm gonna start pumping out as much information as I possibly can in a quick way. I'm trying to balance YouTube. Trying to balance the podcast. I got a lot of content coming through both. And I'm not going to get you, you know, a little mumbo jumbo. I'm not going to give you a bunch of small talk. We're just going to get straight into it. And right now, joining me, I'm going to bring him on here in just a second after this quick break. Good friend of ours. He started a new podcast. He's kind of teamed up into our website here, RaidersBeat.com. Kind of forming, I guess, some sort of a little podcast group. Wouldn't call it a network necessarily, but um, it's cool to have creators kind of team up. Work together on things, find game plans, um, and bounce ideas off each other. And Eddie Borsili's been one of those guys uh, on his Yards Per Attempt podcast, which we'll talk about more when we get him on here. But uh, like I said, let's quit messing around. This guy was in Indianapolis. I got to pick his brain, so let's bring in our guest, Eddie Borsili. Joining me now, executive producer of the Sirius XM NFL radio station and East Coast Raider fan and host of the new podcast, Yards Per Attempt. And make sure you guys subscribe to that on any podcast platform. Uh, get yourself some more Raiders content. This is my buddy, Eddie, man. How are you doing?
1: Cody, it's great to be on with you again, man. It's been too long. I am, I am great getting back from Indianapolis a couple days ago. The draft juices are freaking flowing my body. I can't believe it's still you know 40 plus days away, but Indy was great during the week, and I'm just ready to talk some ball, man.
0: There we go, man. Uh, So this is Eddie Burseli with the new podcast, like I said, Yards Per Attempt. How's the new podcast been treating you?
1: It's good, man, to be honest. I didn't think, uh, you know, I kind of dipped my toes into it a couple years uh, back and didn't really stay up with it. Didn't know if it was something I was interested in, but you know, as you know, Raider Nation's so strong, man. There's so many different opinions from the people. And it's cool. I mean, As we all know, there's nothing short of drama and storylines going on with this football team at any given day, man. So it's cool to, you know what it is? I I say to people all the time, it's good to just get stuff off my chest because if I didn't, I'd just roam around talking to myself about, uh, you know, random storylines during the day. So it's, it's, it's better to put it on this form so people could hear it, you know?
0: That's funny you say that, man. My wife's actually really excited that I've been doing this podcast and now YouTube channel because uh, I don't rant to her and get all frustrated with her about stuff that's going on in Raiders news. I save it for the microphone, so she's she's all excited about that.
1: Yeah, man. It happens to be at work a lot, obviously. You know, where I work, there's everybody connected with football. They're tired of hearing me talk about the Raiders all the time, so <laughs> I'd rather put it to uh, somewhere where Raider fans can grab it and we could talk about different issues here.
0: Yeah, some listeners that actually care. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you found that platform, man. Um, so, obviously, you said you're just coming back from Indianapolis. How was the trip? I, w- I want to hear, man. Do you have like a ritual? Do you have a spot that you go to? Something that was different? Did you do anything different this trip?
1: Yeah, it was a little bit different as we were talking off air a little bit. Um, in years past, the workouts were during the day, um, the interviews for the players. For our purposes on SiriusXM NFL Radio, we talked to over 85 prospects. So, talking to that many prospects. Ooh. Um, you know, it was kind of scattered throughout the day. We'd have different shows there. This year, the prospects were only available from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. The reason being the NFL and the agents more so wanted the players to be fresher, meaning that they didn't want interviews with the media going until like 4 or 5 o'clock, and then they have to meet with teams right afterwards, and maybe they're mm. a little tired. But the opposite effect happened. They were done <laughs> at 11 a.m. with their interviews, and then they didn't get to work out until at night. So they had kind of. You know how it is when you're you're sitting around during the day, you're not really doing anything. Um, so <clears throat> that hadn't, uh, you know, we don't know. The buzz around Indy was people weren't thrilled with the new format. So it was a little bit different this year in terms of timing wise, early mornings, late nights. Uh, Indianapolis is really cool. I don't know if you've ever, ever been to the city. No, it's a great not. place for a Super Bowl. The weather kind of sucks. I it snowed on Wednesday, which kind of blew. But oh. um, there's there's so much. Buzz around the city. Everybody's there, you know, for the most part, for the combine. Everybody looks at it as kind of laid-back atmosphere where people are going to go sit down, have a drink, have dinner. It's a really cool spot. The people, the spot that people always talk about and people have written about is Prime Forty Seven, which is is one of the best steakhouses in Indy. And I'll tell you guys, and I'll tell you listeners right now, it's no short of what people say and write about it. Okay. Number one, the food's amazing. The drinks are amazing. But the people are amazing. There's so many different NFL personnel, yeah, personnel people, media, coaches, GMs, owners. You know, the Cowboy, when I was there on Wednesday night, the Cowboy bus was, placed at, was, was parked right outside. So you have, like, different people mixing it up in different atmospheres. And that's why people really talk about the Combine as, like, the, the place where all the rumors and all the stuff that happens before agency kind of starts because everybody's in the same spot. Everybody gets to talk about the same stuff and see the same people. You walk around the streets and see the same people all the time. You bump into this person, to that person. But every place in Indianapolis, for the most part, you know, the, the Ram Brewery, I know it's a kind of a chain place. That's a great mm-hmm. place. St. Elmo's is kind of the famous place that everybody goes to with the shrimp cocktail. Again, it's a who's who of NFL people. So really, dude, anywhere you go in Indianapolis during a week, you're going to see NFL people and you're going to talk about the NFL.
0: There we go. I was gonna say it does seem like a really nice football town. Uh, hopefully they never move the combine from Indianapolis because I always that's, hear great stories from everyone bad, that goes. Yeah,
1: that's the bad. That's the bad part dude. If I had a, if I was a betting man, I would bet within five years, maybe even three years, that the combine moves west. You know, they talk <sighs> about it for years. You got to have the medical facilities and all those type of deals. I know cities like Houston have it, Seattle has it, and the NFL wants a bigger presence in LA. You know, obviously with the Super Bowl there in a couple years, but. Um, I don't want it to leave any person, like you said, but I think I don't think it's long for Indianapolis, to be honest.
0: That's crazy, man. So like you were saying earlier, uh, the schedule change was definitely weird. I'm not used to getting off at 5 o'clock during the Combine and seeing like all the main workouts live. Usually I'm watching yeah. replays at yep. that time. Uh, but besides that, be- actually before I ask this next question, how many years have you gone to the Combine?
1: This is actually my tenth combine um, in Indianapolis. Yeah, I know. I'm dating myself here, but um, when you talk to the other media members too, it's kind of the same way. It, you know, early on, it's funny, um, and it was kind of my company. I'll give them a little little rip here. It was kind of my company being a little cost efficient, if <laughs> I want to put it that way. Uh, a couple of the younger guys back in the day, nine, eight, nine years ago, we used to drive from New York to Indianapolis to kind of save a little bit of money. Mm-hmm which was ridiculous if you think about it, because it's almost an 11-hour drive. So it was kind of cool, like, as a young producer going down there. I was like, man, this is awesome. I can't wait to get down there. So the drive down there is kind of cool. And then on the way back, you're like, wow, this is the worst drive in my entire life. I can't, believe that we, I can't believe we did this.
0: The buzz war on So, yeah, yeah it's
1: my t- we, we, we fly now. We, you know, we kind of do it the right way now. But early on, it was those kind of things. And, like, for a younger guy back in the day... Like not really being in the business. Again, seeing those people out on the street like at the places that you're eating, at the bars, at Shake Shack at 2 o'clock in the morning, it's like, this This is the greatest place on earth. You know what I mean? It's why, yeah. it's why I kind of keep on going back every year.
0: That's awesome. So with 10 years of experience, it's, that's pretty good. So this next question should be able to gauge pretty well. And I couldn't tell if it was just me, and maybe it was that new format of meaty people being able to walk around Indianapolis in the middle of the day for hours, but uh, Did I, f- I maybe mean, it was just me, did you feel like that there were more rumors swirling this season? Like, I felt like, I mean, not even just the Raiders, of course, which we're going to talk about, but just in general, like, I felt like it almost took away from actually focusing on the talent that was out there working out this year.
1: See, uh, you know, I love you, dude. I'm not going dis- to, I'm kind of di- going to disagree with you in, okay. in this aspect. Yeah. I, think, I think there were less rumors, oh, okay. and here's why. I think there were less rumors that you kind of heard about. Like uh, say on Twitter or, or, or through through any type of social media platform is because because of the uncertainty with the CBA. No one knows what's going on with the CBA. So you you if you look at the landscape right now, there hasn't been that many guys released. There hasn't been that many guys cut. There hasn't been any trades announced. There hasn't really been those huge leaks besides Tom Brady and all that kind of stuff that not just goes on and there. But I personally feel like it's less because teams are really waiting on to see if the players ratify this offer. I'm telling you, dude, next week if, say, th- you know, Wednesday, Thursday, they ratify this offer, you are going to see a flurry of activity. You are going to see the rumor mill really come down. Because like I mentioned before, the Combine is the place where agents meet. And they talk about this tampering window in the NFL mm-hmm. It's March 16th, and then the it. That's BS, dude. The tampering <laughs> window is the Combine itself in Indianapolis because agents are meeting, players are meeting, everything like that's going on. So for me, you might be right, you know, for my purposes and maybe it's just because i worked 18 hour days and drank myself to death (laughs) every single day like i just thought it was less because of the uncertainty with the cba
0: so maybe it is just on our end and we're just hearing the quarterback rumors more and that's probably (laughs) all it is
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think so that might be
0: it (laughs) oh man so that that explains probably what's been going on here but while we're on the subject of it uh mike mayock was found in many different places. Whether it was the presser off to the side, whether it's John Gruden at a coffee shop. Uh, what did you think about? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and cite everything that they said. You know everything they said. I'm sure our listeners have heard it all. What did you think collectively about what they covered? Whether that's our quarterback or just our team in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, and Matt joined us as well. The same thing on, on SiriusXM and radio and he, you know, he's always gracious with his time when he does. I thought it was a controlled message. Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys here. John Gruden, and this is just my personal opinion, since the Khalil Mack trade, and you want to say the Amari Cooper trade, John Gruden has been anti-media. John Agreed. Gruden has wanted to do the least amount of media obligations he has. And that's kind of staggering when you think about it was a former broadcaster, he loved everybody, this and that. So Gruden really, to talk this week, was like pulling teeth, as, as I can get it from a, a source that was gotcha. that's very close. Gruden did not want to speak this week in Indianapolis. Every team has the option if they want to do a presser or not. Gruden did not want to do a presser. That's why he was at that (laughs) little table with Vick and those guys. Mayock did did a presser because Mayock loves it and he loves going out there. So what I kind of took from it is, you know, the kind of controlled message. Hey, Derek is our quarterback. Derek did, you know, and Mayock kind of went into it a little more detail than John did just because he's kind of more of an open speaker when it comes down to it. You know, last year Derek did things in second year of John Gruden's offense that not many quarterbacks can do. And he put up some stats that, you know, people on the outside, you know, kind of look at and say, wow, you know, when the season's going on and they're not doing that well and there's a four-game slide and all that kind of stuff, they're like, well, you know, he's not really playing well. The Raiders Mm -hmm. need to make a change. But when you kind of peel back the onion a little bit, and that's what kind of Mayock and Gruden were kind of saying, Derek had a really good year. Yeah, maybe the points, and I saw you tweet about this in the past, like maybe they weren't putting the points on the board as people would like, but the guy played the quarterback. And this is what people don't understand. Derek has played the kind of quarterback that that he wants in his system. Not everybody can play quarterback for John Gruden. Like you can't just try it out. You know, I want to see everybody says the rookies and all that kind of stuff. You can't just have any Joe Schmo going there, and that's why Gruden's so tough on these guys. To go in there and say, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really talented. I'm going to play. Gruden will chew that guy up and spit him out. And I'm not saying that you know Derek hasn't had his his you know uh, reservations about John. If it is, but I think from both of them and what they said in the apples, you know we'll start on Carr, is the message. Hey, Derek is our quarterback. Derek is going to be our quarterback. But we're going to evaluate every position. And I know people take that as, oh my God, you know, they, they, you know they want somebody else. To, they're going to draft. A they guy said that last year. Uh, that's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah, my bad. Um, they said that last year, but, and Mike said this to us, like, kind of like off the air a little bit, it's like, I wouldn't be doing my job as a general manager if I wasn't evaluating oh. every position. When, when the Patriots had Tom Brady in those years where, you know, they were winning Super Bowls in their dynasty, you know, Bill Belichick, Nick Casario, and Scott Pioli and those guys, that doesn't mean they weren't looking yeah. at other quarterbacks. They weren't looking at you know, a, a, a guy that, to bring in his develop and all that kind of stuff, so I think people are just grasping at straws to kind of look and say, "Hey, you know, they need an upgrade. Derek's not the guy." You know, they said they had a value at every position, so obviously they're looking for a quarterback. To me, that's just them doing their yeah. job and their due diligence. Now, could they come out and say? Could they come out and say, you know, Derek is our franchise guy? Yeah, you know, he's 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 a real deal. Yeah, they can, but maybe to them, they feel like that pigeonholes them in free agency or the draft. You know, you don't know what's going on in you know, the inner workings. So I just thought. It was a controlled message by both. You know, it's what I expected them to say. I didn't expect them to come and say, like, Derek's going to be traded or released, or Derek's our franchise guy. It's kind of status quo for me.
0: Yeah. No, you know, Eddie, me, you, same guy. I mean, you're not an obnoxious fan like I am. You're a little bit more informed than (laughs) I am. But uh, I will say, uh, to clap back on your comment earlier now, see, we're 15 minutes into a combine conversation and we haven't talked about any players on the field yet. You notice that? See, that's how this is working it's, it's right it's now.
1: Amazing, dude! I mean, <laughs> I, did spend, I did spend eight minutes going over the best steak in Indianapolis. <laughs> I, I, well, I just think, uh, I think, and you know, just from a content provider's part, like this off season is really unprecedented. You know, you had Tom Brady, you have Drew Brees, you have Philip Rivers, you have Jameis Mariota, you have Ryan Tannehill. I mean. You don't usually, like last year you had Nick Foles, and Nick Foles is the big prize, and it was kind of, <laughs> of like, okay, here and there, kind of a guy that was kicked out the door and, and all this kind of stuff. So I think this off season kind of like a polarizing off season for people because, oh, honestly, yeah. dude, you could have like 12 or 13 new starting quarterbacks in the NFL next year.
0: That's crazy. That gets,
1: people's, that, gets, that gets people's juices going. Plus you have a really good quarterback draft, too. You have guys with a two-story line, and you have Joe Burrow coming out of nowhere and Justin Herbert. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I mean, you have all these storylines. You know, the quarter you know this. I mean, yeah. as a fan, as a as somebody in the media, like, the quarterback position is what gets people going. And this offseason has got so much juice at the quarterback position. I just I think people are just ready to explode.
0: It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. And now to close out our combine conversation here, Eddie, uh, obviously, like you said, you talked to all these prospects. Um, you got to feel for the entire environment. Obviously, player interviews, that's kind of like, I believe, the main thing about the Combine. I want to know as much as Mike Mayock talks about, you know, they want locker room guys. They want high-character players. Uh, they delivered last year. You know, as, as much as we were all tired of hearing that, they delivered that last year. John Gruden kind of has that same attitude. Now, from players that you talk to, um, whether it's two or ten, I don't know how many you kind of got in mind that you have your eye on. Who were some players there at the combine that stood out to you, and that seemed like they could just be Raiders?
1: You know, it's funny you say this. And there's a couple guys. I'll give you a couple early round guys. Um, to me, and here's the dynamic to me. Like I'm a big, like body language type of guy. Yeah. Like I'm a big, like ha- handshake, um, you know, look in the eye, you know, kind of give a crap type of type of guy. That you kind you know, that's, again, that doesn't mean that the guy's a good guy or not. But when C.D. Lamb walks up to our set. You could just tell right away he's got the body size, he's got the physicality that you want in a receiver. You know, he looks like DeAndre Hopkins when you, when you look at him physically. Yeah. And then when you talk to him, he's got this like demeanor where he's not like a typical diva receiver. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not a guy that is going to be like me, 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 me. Um, you know, it's all about me. So I think CeeDee Lamb right away jumps off the page. And, and I'll be totally honest here, he's a guy that I, I kind of was looking for. To be that type of guy, yeah. But like on on the opposite, you have a guy like T. Higgins, who we also interviewed, who was a good interview too. But then when it comes to working out, the guy says he's not going to work out because he's resting. He uh, wants to rest that night. Like you could just t- could you imagine John John Gruden getting that information with T. Higgins, and he's like, I I, I don't really want to work out in this draft. Like you could tell, <laughs> you could tell that John Gruden would be like, Get this guy off my team, right? Yeah. now Like I can't I can't I can't have this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So those two guys right away. A- another guy that. You know the biggest—I don't want to use a stupid word here—but conundrum for me is you know defense, defense, defense. We all need to you know this team's gonna I agree. Yeah. you know impact, impact, get, a, get an impact defensive guy. Two guys, and I—I I, I, I tweeted this earlier. I was gonna say it to you now. Every question that someone asks me from now to the draft, I'm just gonna answer with Isaiah Simmons because <laughs> the guy, like he—he he has everything you could possibly want. The charisma from this kid when you see him and you look in his eyes. Is off the chart. The guy is a physical freaking freak, 4 3, and all that stuff that everybody knows. I know it's kind of a pipe dream, but like in this draft, I could see four tackles. And I don't look at the offensive linemen because I don't think the Raiders are in that group, especially early on, maybe in the top 90. Same. But I could see four offensive tackles going early in this draft, maybe even top 15. And the quarterbacks, as we all know, you could see four going to the top 15 easily. It's going to push these guys down the list. And I'm not saying Simmons gets to 12, but a guy like Derek Brown from Auburn, who is just a monster, a monster, like a big, big teddy bear type of dude mm-hmm. that will just rip your head off. <laughs> you know, what if a guy like that falls to 12? Yeah. I really think in this draft, this team is going to target interior defensive line Ooh. because they need that push. They got Crosby, they, they got Clee, they got guys on the outside. So I don't know if it, you know that's a, a thing they'll target early on, but I could see them talking to a guy like Derek Brown from the nose tackle position because this guy, when you sit down with him, first of all, he breaks your hand when when you, when you you know when you shake yeah, his hand,
0: yeah.
1: and then you, you just look at the guy and you can tell that he's an Aaron Donald type of guy. So like those are the little things that I kind of look at um, for for like uh, some of the bigger prospects, some of the, the their, I'll say like the intermediate prospects. You want to put a Raider, and I don't know if I talked about this with you the last time, but the you know the receiver from Liberty, An- Antonio gandy Golden. Okay, Again, yeah. not a guy like that in the fifth round. He was a Senior Bowl guy, big physical dude. I think he put up like 24 reps on the frickin' bench press. Great, great kid, uh, excuse me, great kid, but great backstory. <clears throat> and the other guy, and I saw you tweet about him too, is Chase Claypool. Love it, the kid from Canada mm-hmm. from from Notre Dame who looks like frickin' Darren Waller when you see him, dude. Yeah. I swear to God, this guy looks has the body type. He's 240. He plays like a frickin' monster. I mean, I for my purposes, I kind of looked at like those type of guys, like the receivers and kind of the need. And one more guy, it's like the mid-round type of guy, Troy Pride Jr. from Notre Dame, who, when we spoke to him, he gave us like 21 minutes. Like, he wouldn't shut up, but like in a good way. Like, great family guy, been through a car accident and all that kind of stuff. So, like, those are the type of guys that, like, I look at. And if I was a general manager, if they sat across from me, I'd be like, I want this guy on my football team.
0: I love it. Now, see, I feel like we're on the same page here. And I'm, uh, I was going to close out with this, but this kind of, like, rolled me. I had one more question spark in my mind. Obviously, I feel like wide receiver linebacker's been our biggest need. We heard Mike Mayock even address that. Uh, he felt like, you know, there were some mistakes maybe made personnel wise on who he could have brought in a linebacker, who he could could have brought in a wide receiver. And I think that's gonna be mainly who we heavily target in the draft, depending on, you know, where we land in free agency. I know there's some free agent linebackers out there. And even though our defensive line upgraded, and even though we don't have that, you know, pegged as our number one need like we did last offseason, I definitely see a need there uh to improve our pass rush. Just like I've said, you know, we're gonna mo- we should model ourselves, our defense, after what the Forty ers did. Maybe it wasn't good enough to no, win a win a Super Bowl, but I mean, gosh, it's still one of the best defenses we've seen in a long time. No
1: doubt, and, and you saw, and, I mean, people kind of mocked them for years. I probably was just myself included. Are you gonna take another defensive lineman in the first. <laughs> I mean, how many guys could you have? But then when it all starts to click, you're like, oh my god, like these guys are all monsters up there. I agree with you, dude. Like, I think whether it's See, my inkling is going to be that they're going to target defensive line, interior help, and free agency, uh, a la like a Javon Hargrave from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-huh. Someone like that that is a, a you know a young ascending player that could move the pocket. Let's be honest. Jonathan Hankins is a good player. Bohors, was my one personal favorite, is a good player. They don't have that depth. I mean, P.J. Hall, everybody, Mayock's kind of comments on the combine, kind of say it all. Yeah. They're waiting for this guy He was a second-round pick. They kind of give him a little kick in the pants. I just don't think he's going to develop into anything that's going to be like a a dominant interior player. So I think they need to address that position. So I think my personal opinion is defensive tackle and free agency – they need at least. Let's be honest here. They need one linebacker in free agency, maybe two, and a linebacker in the draft because they just yeah. the linebacking core has been a frickin' sieve for for twenty years. They need they need new blood. They need athleticism in that in that in that group. But here's my thing, and I'll I'll throw it back to you a little bit. Okay. There's so many wide receivers in this draft. Yeah. so many, and I understand like Jerry Judy and C.D. Lamb could be off the board. And then you're looking at a guy like Henry Ruggs, who is like Tyree Kill without like being a criminal, and we could have that type of speed on our team. But do you do you take, you know what I mean? Like, do you take a receiver early when you know you can get quality late? Like that's mm. the biggest thing for me on this football team is do you dress the defense and go interior pass rusher, whether it's a Kinlaw or a Brown at twelve, and then take a linebacker at nineteen. And then trade up in from the third to get a receiver in the second. You saw the guys, Debo Samuel, you know, got uh Terry McLaurin from from Washington in the second round last year, make impacts right away. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing. It's like do you take the star receiver at twelve, Lamb or or Judy or Ruggs if he's there, address defense and all along? Or do you, you know, do you do two defensive players? And then I kind of like kick myself in the head and say, John Gruden coaches this football team. <laughs> there's no way he's going to pick two defensive players in the first round. Uh, there's just no, there's no way, there's no way in hell, dude. He's yeah. going to pick someone on offense, either at 12 or 19 or a trade-up. I was going to say. We know Gruden, you, you got to address the offense, dude.
0: He gave Paul two of three first-round picks last year. Actually, well, I mean, pretty much three of four picks that were right there whatever it was in the top 40 or whenever mullen was picked so there's no way that he's going to get the benefit of the doubt again this year but i mean i do agree with what you're saying and especially given as much as wide receivers are probably going to trickle down in the second round i mean you can probably watch these guys kind of getting picked off the board we have the capital you know this whatever we have like back-to-back third rounders and one not too far after um we have the capital to trade back up in the second round if we needed to snag a guy
1: well, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, and I, I said, yeah, I love, I love the aspect of the rugs just because, again, the speed is game yeah. changing. But, and I said on the yards per attempt, the last, the last episode, I have, I would like them to go buy a defense, sign two linebackers, Same. sign an interior pass rush, sign a corner or a safety or something like that, and then address the, address the offense so we'll get you know two receivers. Uh, I'm happy taking a receiver in the first and taking a receiver in the third, bolster that that core because it was, that's another thing. I keep on. Kick, you know, kind of re-engaging what Mo Mayock said last week. His uh, biggest takeaway from last year was the back end of the roster. The depth mm-hmm. wasn't there. When we started getting injuries late in the season, we couldn't capitalize because the backup, you know, the depth was not there. So I think that he's really going to address that this year. You're going to see probably a lot of free agent guys smaller guys that are not big, sexy guys. I'll give you one guy, Nick Vigil, the linebacker that's out there. They're going to sign those type of players to maybe not like impactful starters and like oh my god in the fan base and like who the hell is this guy but they're gonna have him for depth yeah just in case those injuries happen they don't fall off the map
0: yeah we need that especially given i mean our death chart right now linebackers not looking too good going into 2020
1: <laughs> i want it i want it all gone let's just give it to everybody and just start. <laughs> <in>. <laughs>
0: i love it man i love it eddie man i appreciate you coming on tonight and uh it, it's easy talking to you man because i could just be like hey man uh football number 12 here go talk and you just like <laughs> you just take it away man i love it i love guests that can come on here and just talk football man
1: i I, pre- I appreciate you dude i mean you do you do a lot for the fan base man you're just getting your party going here man i love your tweets i love your podcast and youtube channel a lot of stuff so you do a good job
0: hey i appreciate that. I'm, I'm a little obnoxious sometimes but hey i, I enjoy what i do and uh Anyone here that's listening, make sure you guys subscribe to Eddie's podcast. Um, He's had this thing rolling now a few months, and I really enjoy listening to it. I'm sure you guys will too. Look on your favorite podcast platform. Just search Yards Per Attempt. Uh, You'll see a little gray and black logo there. Or you can listen right off of the Raiders Beat website, RaidersBeat.com slash Yards Per Attempt. And follow this guy on Twitter, at Borsili. His timeline's not quite the dumpster fire mine is, but still definitely a good follow nonetheless. I appreciate that, bro. Hey, until the next time, Eddie. We'll talk to you later. Big, big shout out to Eddie Borsili for coming on the podcast again. I think this is the third time we've had him on. Uh, Always a pleasure talking to him. Definitely, easily, one of my favorite guests. Uh, Glad to have grown a good friendship with him. A great Raider fan. Like I said before we hung up the phone, uh, make sure you subscribe to that podcast and follow him on Twitter. Great dude. Um, Knows a lot of great people. I love how he's so plugged in with the industry. Uh, given this NFL Series XM uh, radio station that he's the executive producer of. That's huge. Um, it's, you know, great to follow guys like that. So, Raider Nation, like I said, thanks for listening to this episode. I'm going to start pumping these things out pretty quick as free agency is coming up. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel so you get all the content. Everything that I'm going to be busting out is going to be between this podcast and the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Uh, Raider Cody going live on Saturday. But other than that, Until maybe next week, maybe the week after, we'll see who we get. I'll see you guys later.